0: Welcome, it's Indisputable, I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. My contributor, none other than A.B. Burns Tucker, law student and host of Legally, I Am Legally Hyped, always good to have on the show. First story of the day, a mayor shot at an entire family. Decided to shoot his weapon was kind of on the run for a moment. Let's put up his picture full mask. Let me give you the background to this story. His name is Mayor doan Jones. He's the mayor of a city in Oregon. The city is called Rufus, Oregon. The mayor of Rufus, Oregon is behind bars on charges of attempted murder and attempted assault. Officials with the Hood River Sheriff's Office said Doe and Jones fired multiple shots, multiple rounds from a handgun at a passing vehicle just before 8.45 PM. This was Monday, October 31st. Officials say a family of four was traveling south on highway 281 near Parkdale following behind an SUV that was driving Erratically, as the two vehicles reached the 6000 block of highway 281. The SUV abruptly pulled over. The family trying to figure out what the hell is going on. The family slowed to get a description of the SUV. Why did they do that? For the purpose of reporting the erratic driving, okay? As the family passed the SUV, a male subject, now identified as the mayor, stepped from the passenger side and fired multiple shots as the family drove by. Now, thankfully, according to the latest report, and this is still a developing saga, according to the latest report, we do not have any fatalities, even though that entire family could be dead. Which by the way, includes minors. The gunfire caused damage to the family's vehicles, authorities say. Two adults and two children were in the vehicle as the shots rang out. Officials say no one was injured. Investigators were able to identify and locate the vehicle used in the shooting, as well as identify the shooter. Deputies from the Sherman County Sheriff's Office contacted the mayor in Rufus, where he is the elected mayor of Rufus, Oregon. Jones was arrested and taken to the Northern Oregon Regional Correctional Facility located in the region. According to Rufus City website, Jones' term as mayor expires at the end of this year. Uh, so he's almost out the door. Okay? He's almost out the door. Now it is interesting to me that you have to really look hard to try to find this story. Okay, number one. Number two. It's quite fascinating that literally we could not find the mugshot for the mayor online. Now remember, this is a high profile person given the fact he's an elected mayor. This is a high profile crime given the fact it is an attempted murder. But we cannot find the sheriff's office mugshot published as of today. Now maybe that changes later today or tomorrow, what have you. But even in the most egregious criminal circumstances, and you don't get more egregious than attempting to murder children, even in that, you do not see the equal application of law. I guarantee you, if this would have been an everyday citizen who attempted to murder children and others inside of a vehicle, this would be a high priority story. This would be front. Line news all the way 100%, no question. But for some reason, the power, the status, and I don't care about the political leaning or ideology of this particular elected mayor. I'm talking about the power structure and how the power structure always seeks to protect its own in some way, even if it's a small courtesy. Why, why would you give someone even a small courtesy because they got Elected as mayor? They trick people to vote for them. How does that make them special or noble? We're going to continue to follow this story as it develops. We will bring you the details. Thankfully, nobody was killed. But obviously, this could have been much worse. Uh, A.B., what are your thoughts on this case?
1: I think the fact that the person who is in charge of upholding the city ordinance, right? And the city laws is the one person who violated them and put children at risk. And I also do think it's ironic that his picture is not available on the Internet. Had this been Keisha Lance Bottoms Mm. or Karen Bass, right? We saw uh, Paul Paul Pelosi's mugshot was all over the place and he got caught, what, drinking and driving allegedly, right? It, it's crazy and, and I think that we should consider like what his political ideology is too because who are you protecting and why are you protecting these people when this is a country who wants to be tough on crime? This is the most egregious crime ever, a crime against children. That is the one crime that most people can agree we're not okay with. We're having a whole debate about people having abortions because they believe that it's killing babies. And yet this man's mugshot is not available for us to see that justice is being upheld for these children. I think it's wrong and it's out of pocket. And this is why we have to stay vigilant. And I'm glad that you're using your your, excuse me, your platform to share this story because it needs to be known.
0: Thank you for that sentiment and I concur with you 100%. And also we cannot dismiss the conversation about the gun culture in the United States of America as if guns can solve every problem. Guns are the remedy for every conflict. Once again, if the gun was not here, which by the way, it wasn't necessary, there was no requirement for a gun. If he did not have his
2: gun on him that day, he would not be in jail for attempted murder right now, period. Herschel Walker, this is so interesting,
0: still rising in the polls even though though now there has been confirmation, there has been more allegation, and it's on the record. Let's get to it, let's go to the first video.
3: I've kept this to myself for 30 years, I protected him. And I wanted this to remain private for obvious reasons. And so what makes you want to speak about it now? When I saw the first woman coming forward a few weeks ago, he immediately called her a liar. And said, I never signed anything with the letter H. And I knew I had many cards from him where he signed the letter H. And so I believed then that She was telling the truth. Jane Doe showed us some cards and letters she says she received from Herschel Walker. Some signed with a flourish, that H. She says she took this photo of Walker asleep. We saw each other several times a week, usually in the mornings. Um, And we saw each other before games, home games, away games, that kind of thing. Jane Doe shared hotel receipts from that era and a voicemail she says is from Walker after he went to the Olympic Games in 1992. He often told me in writing and every time we had a conversation how much he loved me and how much I meant to him and that I was who he wanted to be with.
0: It was lying girl, lying ass, Herschel Walker, all right? There's more to go he
3: was very clear that he did not want me to have the child and he said that he said that because of his wife's family and powerful people around him that i would not be safe and that the child would not be safe that's very menacing it is a very menacing It is very menacing and I felt threatened and I I thought I had no choice. She says at first she went to an abortion clinic but couldn't go through with it. But Walker, she says, talked her into going back with him. He came to my house and picked me up and drove me to the clinic. And I went in alone and he waited in the car while I went in and the procedure? She says Walker gave her cash to pay for the abortion and has no records or receipts of the
0: payment or the procedure. Okay, um, clinical narcissist is what Herschel Walker is. Now let's count the ways here. Remember his ex wife said on the record, he put a gun to her head and said he was going to blow her away. He also threatened another man affiliated with his ex wife and he threatened a shootout with the police. Now, do you think these are the only threats he has leveled against other human beings? Of course not, these are the ones we have on record. But I guarantee you, you open up this lid. There's a Pandora's box here, but there's actually more, here it is.
3: Everything shifted. He distanced himself from me almost immediately. Jane Doe says she left her life in Dallas within days and never moved back. Over the years, she says Walker reached out occasionally. I told my parents that I had miscarriage because I couldn't tell them the truth. Yeah, and I told a few friends the same thing because I couldn't tell them the truth. Why in your mind did you feel like you couldn't tell them the truth? It just was very shameful. And I felt like I had been manipulated.
0: And she was manipulated. Now remember, the issue here for me is not about her right of choice. I believe in a woman's right to choose. The issue is the hypocrisy. Of Herschel Walker, who says that women who engage in this right, that by the way, he has funded numerous occasions according to the narrative, that they are in fact committing murder according to Herschel Walker. His hypocrisy is extreme, but if you were to follow his own linear logic, that means he has committed murder himself. But it shows you He really doesn't believe what he is spewing. He's also the same person who says even if a 10 year old gets assaulted and violated by an adult, that the 10 year old by law, by statute must be abused again and bear that fetus to full term. That's what he says he believes. According to the Jane Doe, She maintained a friendly relationship with Walker for decades and last spoke with him by phone March 2020. Jane Doe says she never brought up the abortion with Walker while they stayed in touch. Two women identified to ABC News as friends of Jane Doe by her lawyer said that Jane Doe confided to them in the 1990s that she had a years long affair with Walker and that she became pregnant during that relationship. Jane Doe said she last saw Walker at a mental health event in 2019. One of the women identified as a friend of Jane Doe's said she was with her at the event and took a picture of her and Walker together. We have that picture, here it is, okay? That's the photo of the Jane Doe in the interview and Hershel Walker. Let me remind everyone, Herschel Walker is leading in the polls against Senator Raphael Warnock in the state of Georgia. Herschel Walker won the Republican primary in the state of Georgia with over 70% of the vote while running against individuals who were popular in the Republican Party and also already elected statewide. He beat them all without the requirement of even a debate. They plucked Herschel Walker from another state affixed him to the state of Georgia and said vote for him. He has absolutely no capacity to govern, but vote for him anyway. The friend described the 2019 meeting to ABC News, here it is.
4: He embraced her and that
3: embrace, it was very emotional. Um, it, it lasted longer than a normal embrace. It was like they would known each other for for years
2: and years and years which I had known they had.
0: Then everything changed. Here's that update. Hershel Walker looked the American people in the eye after she spoke
1: out last week and said it was a lie. Both women were liars. And she's now
3: looking the American people in the eye and she's telling her truth. And what makes you think he's not fit to be a US senator? I think think honesty matters.
0: Okay, his campaign does not believe he's fit to be a US senator. Remember the leaked emails we reported on from his own campaign team? His executive team, they communicated with each other and said, hey, guess what? This guy is not fit. He does not have the capacity to be a US senator. They still will take the check to work on his campaign. They will still promote and protect the lie that he is somehow a qualified candidate. And as pastor Jamal Bryant so eloquently said, Herschel Walker has been doing what bigoted white men have been telling him to do since he was a teenager. All right. AB, thoughts here?
1: Yo, baby daddy Herschel is a serial manipulator and we need to realize that, okay? Um, This is a dangerous person to allow to serve on our Senate. And I say that because first of all, how many people in his inner circle have to come out and tell you all how much of a bad man and a liar this person is before you start to believe them? All of these people did not get together in a room one day and say, We just finna trash Herschel for no reason because we don't wanna see him in the Senate. These are serious allegations. And I'll say this even if you are on the side of anti choice and you agree that women should not have a choice to do with their body, you at least deserve to have a representative who actually really believes the thing that, things that he says and agree with whatever your ideology. You're not gonna get that if you vote for Herschel. Okay? Herschel sat up here and said, Oh, I wanna be on the Senate because I want to help my people. I'm tired of how Washington is doing our my people. you're doing the very thing that is hurting people. you are hurting families you have hurt your children you have hurt the children that have not been born and will not be born and you're hurting the women who have been in your life and 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 stood by you and protected you all these years. How can you protect the citizens of Georgia if you can't even protect the people close to you?
0: So well said, and AB, I gotta say, what you just laid out is profound. If you are a conservative, fine, that's fine. We have a difference of political ideology, but at least as our dear sister just said, vote for someone who believes like you believe. Vote for a person that actually will express the values that you believe in. You know good and damn well, Herschel Walker does not, but he's not the only one. You also know good and damn well Donald Trump does not support really your values at core. At a point here, truth has to come back to the surface. At some point, we have to debate truth again rather than debate if truth is even possible. All right, we'll continue
2: to update you. I'm sure there will be another story that will come out in a few days about Herschel Walker. All right. Fascinating. Mike Lindell,
0: my pillow man, he says he has cameras in polling places all over the United States of America. Here it is. This
5: election. And I'm telling everyone out there, we are watching from every angle. We, there's people in every state, every county, every precinct, Brandon. Remember, you, they may think you can't look and see what's going inside that black box. But we can now in real time through something called the Edison report. Everybody, we have cyber guys watching this. we I looked at a thing today, it was on my, my Twitter back from November of 2020. And they showed CNN 20,000 votes dropping right off of Donald Trump's total in real time. You guys, votes don't go in reverse. These are computer manipulation algorithms. So what I'm telling you is this election, it's all eyes we have all the camera angles now why now everyone would say well mike why are you telling the bad guys right now well i'm telling them Brandon because the way i look at it we're going it's going to be a win win because the ones where we can override the algorithms are going to be there they're going to win and then also the ones they don't all of it, it we got it all under camera Well, maybe this time around the judges and the the left with the left media and maybe even the right media, Fox News and Newsmax will actually report. If there's machines that are involved in this election to steal another election. I kind of have my doubts because they didn't report anything in the primaries. When the primaries do you think Fox News reported that nice Democrat lady and her husband that got zero votes in her own precinct? <laughs> do you think they reported that, Brandon? No. Do you think do you think Chris Ruddy and Newsmax reported the lady down in Georgia that got forty seven hundred votes and she wasn't even on the ballot?
2: No. You-
0: Mike Glendale is back on crack cocaine. I have concluded, ladies and gentlemen. I used to think it was a high probability. I no longer believe that. I think He is back smoking crack. Now, every time I say this, and I'm submitting this for the record, I hope he gets help, I do. I used to be a drinking man myself, so I understand addictive personality. Every time I submit this, people push back and say, why would you say such a thing about Mike Lindell? But what gave you such an idea? Well, Mike Lindell did, he admitted he used to smoke crack, here it is.
2: Self-made success. Who also used to be a crack addict, and for a while he was both at the same time. So you started My Pillow while you were still an addict.
5: Right. People say that all the time. They say that's one of the biggest miracles ever.
2: A made-in-America miracle, which landed him at the White House.
5: Do You want to start, Michael? I see my name tag, and I said, "Who's sitting here?" And they said, "Well, the president."
0: Like I'm going, Well, really?" You know. Mike Glendale was a successful crack addict. Okay, deal with it. Now, do you see how he was interviewing then? I mean, he was sensible. If you look at the full interview, he's actually charming. He's making sense. His sentences are coherent. He's able to respond in appropriate ways. He has absolute appropriateness to his tone. His phraseology is on point. But the Mike Lindell you see today, complete contrast to the Mike Lindell in that interview. All right, AB thoughts. Crack is whack,
1: yeah. ain't that what, ain't that what she, Whitney Houston said? So check this out, this is America where we get free and fair elections, which means you get a private ballot box, you get to vote in private. That is the whole purpose of free and fair elections to support democracy, right? It's not the only way to have democracy, but that's how this works. Lay off the crack bro, because what you are doing, Beyond, right, pretending like the election was stolen and it's all these fake votes, you are making a mockery of democracy.
0: Yeah, and he's making a mockery of himself and the people that keep putting him on these platforms and interviewing Mike Lindell. Listen, man, they're not doing it because they actually believe you. They're not doing it because they support you. They're doing it because they know people like me will laugh at your ass and put you or put that particular media outlet on blast for having you there. It's clicks and views for them. They're exploiting you and whatever you're going through in this moment. I do hope you realize who your friends actually are and who they are not. But this road you have gone down completely ridiculous. All right, we got more on the other
2: side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back.
0: Let me remind everyone about where our democracy is, is fragile. That's where it is. The former president exploited this democracy, but he actually gave us a gem, did us a favor, by showing the vulnerabilities that exist in the democracy. Now it is up to the powers that be currently to enact legislation, policy, executive protocol, et cetera, to make sure. That those vulnerabilities are no longer the same, you have to strengthen democracy. But one thing that we can do is be a coalition against violence in elections. The Carter Center founded by former President Jimmy Carter and his wife Rosalind, The Carter Center, whom I have worked with for a long time, they have a simple thing you can do right now. It's something called the candidates principles for trusted elections. These are five democratic ideals that all candidates from all political backgrounds should support. Things like respecting the right to vote without intimidation, denouncing threats to election workers and accepting certified election outcomes. Thousands of citizens across the political spectrum have signed on and demanded that candidates do the same. When you add your voice, you'll join a network of defenders of democracy. I want you to be that with us, be that with me. You can add your voice at principledcandidates.org, that's principledcandidates.org, principledcandidates.org. I want you to sign up today and make sure others in your network sign up as well. All right, we got a lot of your comments, we'll read as many as I can, always good stuff. Lynn says that mayor was the scariest thing about Halloween. That's right, absolutely. And then drove off as if nothing happened. The police called him and then arrested him. Uh, travel nurse dragon abortion is about choice. It seems apparent to me that she wasn't given a choice. She was definitely coerced, manipulated the whole nine. I think the manipulation has continued even beyond that to be quite frank with you. All right, a very stable photographer says, Bruh, uh, bruh Lindell needs a reality supernova.
2: Yeah.
0: A breezy, a cannon or a cannon, thank you so much for that breezy. And all E. palma, yeah, My apologies if I said that incorrectly. Thank you for being a member of Indisputable, we welcome you for sure. And it's Jess Vegas says what he did was terrible, but it could have been worse. Hope this guy gets the punishment, gets punished to the fullest extent. Talking about the mayor that now faces attempted murder charges in Oregon. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
3: I'll- you want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a you Sunday.
2: I feel great, right. to- Back off. I'm going
1: to tell an African-American man threatening my life.
0: you just going to take all the candy, all of it, no, not, not one piece left. You don't give a damn about the children. Okay, according to the narrative here. This was a Karen taking all the Halloween candy, um, Dayton, Ohio man. The Dayton, Ohio man has a neighbor in his community and you saw that neighbor. Um, he has decided to get vocal about it on social media. The candy was actually outside for a very good reason, because of COVID. They said, okay, we still would like to participate to make sure children have an opportunity to get this candy and COVID is still real. So we're gonna put it out. Well, guess what? It looks as if all the children follow the rules except for this Karen. Isn't that ironic? Um, But that's not the only one, ladies and gentlemen. This has been happening across America. This is. An epidemic, a crime against property owners and those who care about making sure children have a decent Halloween. We have more footage from another incident. Here it is.
2: We To all right, Please leave some for the other kids. Yeah,
1: he was just looking for peanut butter, mm, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, I
2: know. You took the whole bin, though. I um, saw you yeah on camera. You. Come on you need- These
0: thugs are teaching their children exactly what to do that's illegal, and obviously lacks complete courtesy. This is a problem in the white community. We need white leaders like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity to call a press conference. This has to be addressed immediately, AB thoughts here.
1: Inflation has gotten so far out of control that we now grocery shopping for Halloween candy at other people's houses. Like, how does this work? Honestly, yeah. um, and from the looks of it, y'all didn't need that candy. Y'all should have been. I, you know, I ain't trying to shame nobody, but I mean, it was a wagon.
0: Let me put and not up the,
1: the pictures.
0: Let me put up the pictures of the uh, individuals who decided to just treat themselves. No pun intended. Um, according to the narrative, we do not have any additional information. Uh, no one has been um, fined or arrested or even charged with any criminal conduct. All right, there you have it. That's something for you. Double dose.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a
4: barbecue on a In, Sunday?
5: You're still
4: your so so. Back off.
1: I there's an African American man threatening my life.
4: So since I'm an African American female, I'm supposed to be a robber. Ma'am, I have a degree in criminal justice. I have a degree in criminal justice. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, Lady, please. And I'm on the clock. I'm literally working for Instacart, sir. And I told her exactly where apartment I went in, and she is being very racist and very nasty. That's why I call the police. Ma'am, do not step up here. I, I'm, I'm scared of her. I was gonna say, yeah. I think you should be able to leave. Yeah, she's blocking me in. I know. She won't yeah, let me I, leave, but the I call the police, so they're on the way. So, they're gonna make her leave regardless. No, I and I may just press charges because I feel threatened. Like okay. she walked up on my car. Ma'am, please stop. Ma'am, please back me. up. Can you please? You gotta let her leave. Oh, she
2: didn't
4: tell me she was with Instacart. She just did. I already did in the beginning. Oh, yeah. so, come on, sir. You can look at the groceries in the bag. I said, I. It doesn't matter. You gotta let her leave. I have another, I have another delivery. She's holding me up. If you both want, if you both want, sir. Back up, back up ma'am, back up ma'am, back up ma'am. Please back up ma'am. Would, would you, did you want to leave or do you want to wait for the police? I've been wanting to leave. All the reason I called the police is because this lady will not allow me to move. I just um, The guy to told, me to he told me to park in gas, he told me to park uh, in the guest parking. Doesn't that say guest? I, I had no idea. This yeah, is my first you're, time you're being you're here. And that's fine. Right, and I can show you everything if you want to look on my phone. Okay. It's guest parking. And Didn't how would an Instacart driver know that? <laughs> that like the guy told me to park in yeah. the guest and come up the stairs. This yeah. is the guest and that's the stairs, like literally on the other side of that door. Yeah. She um, definitely. Uh, I think yeah, I said, ma'am, I'm not. I said, ma'am, I'm not robbing. Like, yeah. ma'am, don't look. I got you. Come on out. Well, okay, all go. right. Well, <laughs> you're free to go and deliver the rest of your
2: stuff. And, Thank and you, sir. There-
0: okay. Let's change the scenario for a minute. Let's say a black woman or a black man decided to park their vehicle and stop a white woman from advancing out of a parking garage. Got out of their vehicle to maintain their presence there, even though they no longer wanted to be there. The cops come. Do you think the cops are going to be understanding to the people that decided to hold hostage or the person that decided to hold hostage? The woman inside of the car, of course not. You see the biases in situations like this. And if you don't pause to really think you'll miss it because some people are looking at this story and saying, "Oh well listen, at least the cop was reasonable. Was he? That's reasonable? Wait a minute, if I'm responding, to an active situation where a person has literally kidnapped, stopped the movement, stop the mobility of another person, which is illegal, completely illegal. In some cases, it's a misdemeanor, in egregious cases, it is a felony. But in all cases, it is criminal. Anyone who impedes your movement is committing a criminal violation. They have no right to do so. Under select circumstances, it is allowable, that was not one of them. AB, you and I both in law school, we learned this first year of law school. We learned about torts, criminal issues as it relates to mobility. What can a security guard do in a reasonable situation? What an average citizen can do at all and this was completely a violation of law. What are your thoughts here?
1: I thought what in the fugitive slave law is going on here? First of all, why do I need to explain to you why I'm here and where I'm going and what type of movements that I'm making? It was none of your business and that'd be the problem with Karens. They mind every business except for their own. Second of all, my next point is that it makes me so mad. The desensitized, we are so desensitized to the racial racist treatment to black people, black women and black men in general that the police officers didn't even care. Okay, we are just gonna let you go. This woman was harassed. She was essentially kidnapped like you said, and depending on where you at, it can be a misdemeanor or a felony. And she was made to feel like she was less of an American citizen because of the thought at a white woman. The danger in this is that we saw it with Emmett Till, right, where that young boy lost his life because of what a white woman said, and years later we found out it wasn't even true. Right. But we are so used to seeing these type of videos and seeing this type of activity from these people that we think it's cool, and we don't we don't pressure we don't put pressure on it as much as we should to make sure that this stops happening.
0: Bro said, put up the picture of the carry. This actually happened in Atlanta, according to the narrative. This happened in Atlanta. It happened earlier this week. The Karen only moved the car after the police arrived. So, literally, this woman had to wait, had to wait until the police came. The police should have arrested the Karen. That's what should have happened here. No word if she got into any legal trouble. Obviously, from the video, we have concluded she did not. Let's put up the person who made the post. Okay. And this is. Shay Breezy, who, in addition to her criminal justice background, is a camera operator and content creator. You can find her work at Breezy underscore visuals with a Z on Instagram. All right, there you have it. You know the dynamic that is different is the documentation opportunity of the average person. That is the difference. Are these things happening more? Hell no, they may even be happening less, to be frank with you. But we have the ability to document it in ways we could not. Don't ignore what you see in front of you. Your eyes are not lying to you. It is happening and it is happening in a systemic
2: fashion. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments before I do, let me remind everybody midterms,
0: midterms, get your coverage right here, all right? Democrats keep power, maybe, where Republicans take control, possibly, make sure you join the crew, all right? November 8th, that's Tuesday next week, our coverage starts at 8 PM Eastern time, 5 PM Pacific time. You can watch on tyt.com forward slash live YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, you can also tune in on Samsung TV Plus, Roku TV, Zumo TV, Pluto TV, TCL Fubo TV TV, and Local Now. All right. Love to see you there. A lot of great comments. I'm kind of pressed for time. Um, I am success, Dr. Richie, this Karen is saving children from Rainbow fentanyl. Ah. Maybe an affirmative defense in the right court, actually. <laughs> All right. Next TYT reporter, this this is called false imprisonment and it is very much crime, that's correct, it's 100% of crime. Uh, Trudy Lawrence, thank you Trudy Lawrence, all that sugar, candy Karen, candy Karen going to OD on sugar. By the looks of her, they look like the poster child for diabetes. All right, Octosquitties uh, from Twitch says, if ever there was a time to have a jump scare for reaching in the candy bowl. All right, and ghost dog TV, officer, you didn't come out here for nothing. Take care and in so you can show something for your time. That's right, why is it that officers get upset? Just think about the irony of this, you get pulled over, you say, hey, sir, why don't you pull me over? Give me your license and insurance registration. Well, sir, but but was I speeding? What? Well, they can't even answer that simple question, right? Okay, they get mad at you. Then there's a person that, literally commits a crime, wastes time of an officer. And there's absolutely no aggression, not mad at all, not upset whatsoever. Everything's all good, we're okay here. Okay, I have an exclusive update. Remember the story we broke right here on Indisputable, where a bank robbery took place. They were chasing the bank robber, the alleged bank robber. And then it looked as if the cop, took money from the scene. Well, we have some significant updates, including the fact that after our reporting, the police agency changed the police report again. This happened in 2020. There's literally a new date on the updated police report after our reporting. Let me remind you of the original video, here it is. have an update to this story. Let's put up the screenshot of the, the lieutenant who got a promotion. Now, this is the first dynamic I'm going to highlight. In the exclusive video that we obtained at Indisputable, Lieutenant Kirby Threat, now Captain Threat can be seen right there. In that moment, punching a black male suspect, who was already subdued. Also, the second officer, Victor Ortega, walks away from the suspect to collect the cash off the ground. Okay, that's element two. Every time a change is made to a police report, guess what happens? The date on the police report is updated to reflect the amended change. We caught it, we caught it. So after our reporting, the latest date on their official report is October 17, 2022. This happened in 2020, a week after our show aired, the bank robbery video and what looked to be a cop touching the evidence unlawfully. The report was also amended on July 19, 2021 when media interest in the robbery first peaked a year ago. The report we received did not mention the use of force incident that you clearly see, which by the way, they are mandated to report, they did not report it. The ring video we obtained was not part of their summary report. Or a dollar amount recovered from the robbery, all of that was absent from their official Report. We caught it all. This report was leaked to indisputable directly. Let's put it up. Last month, it shows about $1,800 was taken into police evidence. Insiders from the police department have confirmed with us it was a lot more money taken in that robbery than $1,800. Here are the photos of Sergeant Ortega and Captain Threet. Let's put them up. Ortega has been promoted to sergeant since the robbery. The city of Riverdale, Georgia is where all of this went down, Riverdale, Georgia. They have decided not to respond to our request for comment. We also received reports that members of the public were excluded from attending the city council meeting on October 24th, which was after our reporting. And during a time when citizens who heard our reporting we're coming there to ask questions after the previous city council meeting was canceled on October 10th. Here's Chief Spivey and the mayor Evelyn Dixon, Buck stops with them. They represent the leadership of Riverdale, Georgia. Several police officers connected to the Riverdale department spoke to us on the condition of anonymity. They allege that Chief Todd Spivey is protecting and promoting officers who hush corruption allegations. Now. I posed the question to other cops, why would a chief, why would an executive in law enforcement literally go out of their way in order to protect and promote individuals they know have engaged in corrupt activity? You know what they have told me? The reason is because when you promote people that have their hands dirty already in the department, they will do whatever you tell them to do forever. Because you can hold that over their head, they will never snitch on you. They will never go to the media, they will never drop a dime. None of that will ever happen because they have dirty hands and that's why they are promoted. That came directly from police officers to me. There's more indisputable also received documents about Chief Spivey's scandalous past as a detective in Clayton County. What does it say? Spivey had a sexual relationship with a victim in his theft investigation as a Clayton County police detective while he was married with two children. That is an official document from the police department. Number two, the victim became pregnant. Spivey, the chief demanded an abortion, seems to be a running thing. Number three, She alleges he threatened her with a gun and threatened to kill her. Remember, we got this from the police department where he was a detective. The report says he grabbed her, pushed her and may have struck her with a door leaving bruises. Once again, he gets a promotion later, not a demotion. The report also documents he lied about stealing county time while meeting the woman, engaging in sex at least 20 times. The report also describes the current chief of police for Riverdale, Georgia threatening to kill himself before he would ever pay alimony. Put up his picture again, the chief and the mayor. Now, mayor, I got a question for you. Our investigative team uncovered this documentation, we uncovered the update. We uncovered the video. What have you done? What has your investigation yielded? Is there one ongoing? The report recommends spive termination. Also, it says and I quote, Miss Name redacted, for obvious reasons, made additional allegations of misconduct against you and where she stated that you had performed, that she had performed oral sex on you in your assigned Clayton County police vehicle while you were on duty. The eternal affairs investigation report is public record and the city of Riverdale would have had the document when they hired Spivey as a detective. Spivey left Clayton County after the report came out in 1996. In 2015, Spivey was promoted to Riverdale chief. So before anyone says, well, maybe these departments were unaware, of this connection and of this investigation. He worked for Clayton County as a detective when all this happened. Riverdale, Georgia, the city Riverdale is inside of Clayton County. All right, AB thoughts here. If there
1: was a swamp that needed to be drained, right? It's out there in Clayton County now. We just saw what happened to Victor Hill. So all I'm going to say is what happens in the dark always comes to the light. But this is why we need to hold our police officers accountable. And this is why we need to have a system where people can see the background of these police officers and what they have been engaged in. Because the same people that are being hired to protect and serve that we use our tax dollars to pay for are the people who are violating our trust and misusing the services just because they have power. That is not what being a police officer is about. And that mayor, should out a line. And she need to make sure she does an investigation because those are your people, your community, who voted you in to protect them. And by you not holding these police officers accountable, it shows how much you care about the people in your community. And this is why we need to show up to the polls, right? It's election time, and let it be known, let our voices be known that
2: we will no longer be manipulated and misused by people who have this type of power. We got another situation dear sister, and we have talked
0: about these things before. But once again, obviously racism is cool, according to a group of young white males and females inside of a store, here it is.
2: <laughs> do you understand that none of you, you will put get it that
0: way? Do
4: you guys understand the consequences
0: of what you've just done? What
2: no, I do?
4: no you, you guys are not going to a college. You guys are not going to get any scholarships because this is a hate crime. We people. all dropped
0: out of high school.
4: It's okay. <laughs> if, I still don't think it's appropriate for you guys to be doing this. It's it's really it's
2: it's really not.
0: This happened in Utah. Let's put up the pictures. Let me say thank you to the individual who tried to give them a proper education about the insanity of their behavior and the insensitivity connected to it. Obviously their parents are not doing so. The smirking white teenagers from Cedar City, Utah simply laughed off the outraged woman recording them. As you can see, three teens were dressed in chain gang prison uniforms with complete blackface and a few others dressed in police and SWAT costumes. They all thought this was hilarious. Police are now working to identify the three teens who were in blackface city police of Cedar. The sergeant Justin Ludlow said the department was not called about the Walmart confrontation and thus never responded. But after witness at the store later contacted police about the exchange. Authorities are now investigating. Ludlow said that even if the youths are identified, it is not clear that they will be arrested or charged with a crime. Now, the governor, which is interesting because I did not expect a statement from the governor because typically these cats don't respond to racism anymore. He did have a response. So the Republican governor Spencer Cox released the following statement. And it says, we strongly condemn racism in all its forms. And we call on every Utah resident to reject such offensive stereotypes, slurs and attitudes, we must do better, okay. Cox's public information officer even told the Daily Beast that the incident is under investigation, all right? Another instance of blackface this Halloween came from white nationalist, Christian fascist Dalton Claude Felter, all right? So this guy defended himself and his behavior. In a lengthy rambling anti LGBTQ plus and racist statement that read in part and I quote, let's put the full one up, but here's a part of what he said. Yeah, I think I say, and he puts the N word, I think I do blackface on Halloween. I think I do whatever the F I want because at least I care and have a moral standard I hold myself to. Wow, now remember, What's the backdrop of this? People like, um, little Tuck Tuck, Tucker Carlson saying, proclaiming, hate speech does not exist. Wait a minute. Hate speech does not exist. That's literally the new, the new adopted narrative from the right. And then Tucker goes on to say, but if it does exist, it's only because it's hated by those who are in power. Well, that would be news to people like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And others who have fought against hate speech and racist rhetoric. Because literally the people who are typically on the other end of hate speech are those that do not have equitable power in the United States of America. And hate speech, Tucker, is not a legal term of art, which means it does exist. It is real because we have described it in the social construct for what it is, so I submit to you, Tucker, anything that is done or said which a person on the other end is receiving due to the fact that they have a certain skin color or maybe they have a sexual orientation, preference or even religion when that is done against an entire group. Because of those qualities connected to them, when there's Adverse rhetoric to suggest they should die or not have access to opportunity or they should be stoned. That's hate speech, AB thoughts here.
1: So I guess my thought would be the same people who say that this is okay will also say that individuals who participate in, I don't know, drag, for example, are um, violating young children, right? And giving a bad example to, to our kids these days. The same people who are against transgender people, right? Because they'll say you're polluting, you're polluting our kids and you're teaching our kids bad things. So what do you say about this? What do you say about people coming out of themselves and out of their character to go and disrespect another race and think that it's funny? And to the governor, I'm glad the governor has something to say, but I think the thing is we need to tell, you need to tell people why this is not okay. It's not just enough to say that we don't tolerate this type of hate speech or we don't tolerate this type of activity. You need to explain why. There is a lack of understanding of where this type of activity comes from and why it is so offensive and why we should not keep doing it. They don't understand why and they probably don't want to. But the why needs to be addressed. The blanket talking point of we're just not okay with this. We're not gonna support it. That's not enough anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. and here's the thing, it never has been enough. And typically, these individuals have always given lip service during a time to react and they do the PR thing. The reason why it's interesting that a Republican governor actually responded is because it has become normative for them not to. It has now become the new thing for them to actually ignore racism in their community, racism in their state, Uh, and this governor did say something. Now, did he say something that transforms policy? Of course not. Is he going to create legislation or champion legislation to make more equitable practices a reality in his state? No, policy wise, nothing
2: will change. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left, always good to be with you. Mo Fury says, uh, these people
0: have been operating with impunity for decades because no one has ever really been watching. Thank you, Dr. Rich and your team for your time, your eyes and your guts. It is a team effort and the team is strong. We appreciate your support. Old Jam says, we all dropped out of high school. Yeah, don't worry, (laughs) I should laugh at that. Yeah, don't worry, your lack of education. And maturity was completely apparent, but thank you for confirming it. Um, travel nurse dragon drop this group of idiots to a Walmart in a majority black neighborhood to see if they're still laughing. <laughs> you all come up with the um, most creative commentary. All right. Um, the Mike Magazine News, Mike Tv Sports says, and I thank you for that. Uh, Did y'all see the video of WLBT3 in Jackson, Mississippi? Where Barbie Bassett told her black colleague about going to get her grandmama recipe during JSU versus SU college game day. ESPN last weekend, I did not, but now I'm going to find it. Thank you for that update. All right, this is about the exclusive. Uh, Mina the singing dragon says, Dr. Rich, if you're not looking to 911 dispatchers too. I worked this one for two years and eventually had to leave. Many of them don't take black people as serious and often treat them as liars. You're completely right, we have reported on multiple stories where the 911 operator literally decided to ignore what the person was saying on the line. One person died because of that. There's another one that was significantly injured. But we do have at least one case where a person did die. I definitely concur and we will continue to do so. Uh, Donald James X. So indisputable catches it again. I say it again. There is no other show that does more actively. We appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, can I say consequences and repercussions? So this happened.
4: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, I did not tell my producers this. Go ahead and get that video cue back up for me. Um, there's I do not condone violence, I do condone self defense. All right, I want to see the video one more time. so I'm trying to see. Let me
2: see.
0: Y'all know my go to rap line. You know what it is. You got an alligator mouth with a Hummerbird ass. Your mouth writing checks that your ass can't cash. Let's put up the graphic here, screenshot, full throttle. Whoa, look at this, it was in this moment, he knew, he effed up. Anti-blackness may seem to be an American problem, but it is in fact global. Young black woman turns the tables on a white man who assaulted her first. We're assuming this took place somewhere in France, but have not been able to confirm it conclusively. We just know the Twitter post we're sourcing was dated October 31st, 2022. Let me tell you why that's important. If it did indeed take place in France and if it is fairly recent, it is worth noting the historical significance of yesterday. November 1st, that was when the Algerian War, also known as the Algerian Revolution or the Algerian War of Independence. And sometimes in Algeria as the War of 1 November, was fought between France and the Algerian National Liberation Front. This was from 1954 to 1962, which led to Algeria winning its independence from France, could be a possible motive for the unwarranted attack, okay? Uh, the country became sovereign. It was a sovereign nation July 5th after the conflict ended March 19, 1962. During the 132 years of French rule, Nigerians experienced oppression, bigotry, and poverty to the point. Where they were treated as second class citizens in response to being colonized and occupied by the French. They began fighting for independence under the banner of Front de Liberation Nationale in 1954. All right, you know, that happened. Um, And here's the thing what's so just insane, in addition to what you saw, uh, the guy literally thought he was just gonna walk up to a woman and just beat her up. Just, you know, I'm gonna fight you, I'm gonna beat you up. And she, as we would say on Glenwood Road, had them hands. All right, AB thoughts here.
1: What they say, the more you mess around, the more you gonna find out. That's right. I don't condone violence either, but she did that one for the ancestors. So kudos to you sis, thank you
2: for holding it down one time for the one time. (laughs) Yeah, there's an HBCU
0: professor, a white HBCU professor, historically black college university. I happen to be an HBCU professor myself. And this is why I'm angry at this professor. Here it is, I said
2: what is your name? Alex, get out, you're this course, whatever your name is, Out!
0: Let's put up the picture of this yelling former professor. And I will give you the background, <clears throat> Nashville, Tennessee. A white history professor at an HBCU resigns after a viral video shows him screaming in a student's face. On Monday, Tennessee State University Professor Robert Evans Pickard went viral when a video surface titled welcome to the HBCU experience. It shows this professor aggressively yelling in a student's face. In the video, the professor is getting progressively closer to the student's face as he yells and I quote, what is your name? Out, get out, you have failed this course, whatever your name is. The student had to lay back in his chair to avoid face to face confrontation, okay? The account that encouraged people to spread the video later tweeted that the professor in the video is known for that type of behavior towards his students. The professor is at Tennessee State University and apparently talks to students like this all the time. Something needs to be done. The account tweeted the following hashtags, repost TSU racism. He needs to be fired, okay? Now, I gotta say this for the record. Professors typically who engage this way, the administration is aware, I'm telling you. I've worked as a professor since 2016. When you have a problematic professor, the administrative staff is typically aware, why? At the end of every course, you know what you get as a student? You get a survey. And those students will tell the truth about their professor in that survey. It is anonymous. So they know there have been other complaints, all right? In 2021, A student left a comment about this professor at ratemyprofessor.com. Now, if they went to ratemyprofessor.com, you know good and damn well they already complained at the institution site, okay? It reads, do not repeat, do not take this class. This teacher literally set us up to fail. He gives so much information and so many things we have to know like we're some robots or something. As of right now, I'm struggling with my final exam, I'm trying. We have eight essay questions, what is wrong with them? Horrible, you will fail, okay? Now, let me say this about education. You have concepts, pedagogy, adagogy, but what these concepts say and my professorial philosophy, it is up to me to bring the best out of you as a student. I've been a professor for years, I have not failed one student, not one. Because I know how to reach students and I give a damn enough to reach them. I have pulled up at students' apartments, knocked on their door to get them out of their homes back to college. Those are the kind of professors that faculty and administrators should support. But for some reason, people like this who are very adversarial in many ways, either through academics or through their social behavior. They tend to be treated, I don't know, with a certain level of respect. As if they're teaching lessons, they're not. There's more ratings have begun flooding since the incident. Let's put it up and it alleges the same professor is what rude, according to the students, racist, according to the students. Makes derogatory comments and yells at the class, leaving him with an overall rating of 1.4. Out of five. Now, even though this is an historically black college and university, I guarantee you, if I had a 1.4 out of five, I would be a fired professor. I would be no more at a black college. How is he getting away with this? I do not know. Meanwhile, the now former TSU professor has offered his resignation. The reason I quote, I deeply regret what happened in class. I lost my temper and did something I should have never done. I have been under pressure lately and I have been frustrated with students who pay attention to their cell phones and laptops. Then wonder why they get low grades, but that does not excuse my behavior. I apologize to the students and offered my resignation. I am now retired as I planned anyway, please respect my privacy. It is over now, (laughs) no sir, it's not over, let me tell you why it's not over. How many black students did you fail because of your bias? How many black students did you harm because of your rhetoric? How many black scholars did you break because of your lack of sensitivity? How many? Yeah, we have this one on the record and yes, you are gone, but your damage has been done. I don't give a damn what other professors may say who you know Oh, he's a good guy. He's a bad teacher, he's a bad teacher. Tennessee State University released the following statement regarding the exiting of this professor. The university is aware of the incident identified in the video clip being distributed in the media including on social media. TSU does not tolerate unprofessional behavior in its classrooms or otherwise di- or otherwise directed at students. The university is committed to providing a healthy and positive academic environment for all students. This incident runs afoul of the standard of behavior we expect from those charged with teaching and serving as role models for our students. The university has taken swift action, including personnel action to address the incident and the faculty member shown in the video was immediately removed from the classroom and has been terminated. So according to him, he resigned according to the institution, he has been terminated. But president, faculty, administrators, please look at the academic background and automatically allow an appeal for any student who received a D or an F in any class he taught. Now that would be forward leadership now that you have this on the record. AB, thoughts here?
1: I think it needs to be very clear on whether he actually resigned or whether he was terminated. Because if he resigned, that means he was not punished for what he did. And that the school actually does condone his actions because you didn't take the action to protect those students. The other thing is, this is a white man teaching in a history department at a HBCU. So you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew exactly what you were doing and you have been getting away with this for a long time, which is why you felt comfortable enough to say, respect my privacy. You don't get privacy when you invade the space. And and quite frankly, the privacy of that young man who was in your classroom to learn.
0: Yeah, and uh, thankfully the young man handled himself in a professional manner. Um, Big ups to you for doing that, could have went a
2: totally different direction. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, Donald Trump decided to lead false rumors in connection to
0: Nancy Pelosi's husband who was brutally attacked. And here's what the former president said about it.
5: How do you read what's happened in the Pelosi household in San Francisco over the weekend? Well, it's weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, it probably you and I are better not talking about it. Cause, <laughs> but the glass, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. And you know that was so. It wasn't a break in; it was a break out. I don't know. You know, you hear the same things I do. Yeah. The nine uh, eleven tape seems to suggest that uh, they that he knew the identity of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a lot of bad stuff. I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, but what's going on there is very sad. Yeah, I just it seems to me there would be security evidence of this. There just seems to be more to this story. Would would it be yep. safe to say? This is I think more than the traffic accident, it looks <laughs> like to me. I think-
0: He's literally suggesting that this is made up. Fake, false news, did not happen. Then he goes on to say it was a breakout, not a break in. What? What a breakout? Not a break in. And that he was somehow connected. To Paul Pelosi when he was looking for Nancy Pelosi. All right, let me put it up. Put up the picture of the um, violent individual who did this, and I will give you some quick background. All right, D. Pap said stated that he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. The document says if Nancy were to tell him the truth, he would let her go, and if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. He also would decide what was true and what was false. He also said that the reason he specifically wanted to break her knees was so she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members members of Congress there were consequences to actions. He went on to call the speaker the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democratic Party, Um, obviously completely contrary to what Trump is pushing in the narrative, so damn sad. A, B, thoughts here?
1: Everyone is so upset about the lies from the Democratic Party, but nobody upset about the lies from the right side yeah. at all. They don't care about the lies about stealing the election and all that. At the end of the day, this was very sad what happened to the Pelosi family. And we have seen more violence from the right side since January 6th than we have ever seen. And so we need to be concerned about that. Please go vote, get to the polls. That's
0: it. He- These folks promote violence, co-sign violence, and then provide protection for those that commit violence. That is what Mm. you see happening. Always a pleasure having you. How can people follow you. you? Check out your great work. I am
1: legally hype. You can find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you so much for having me once again.
0: Thank you for being here. And remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always
2: indisputable.
0: Welcome to Indisputable.
4: When you're used to privilege, equality
3: seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
0: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You
4: know who
2: redlining in this country Mm
0: -hmm. the white liberal i I don't i don't give a damn who created it if it's a racist policy racist policy shelly here's what i don't know i don't know see there you go filibustering brother you're scared of this truth but you're gonna get it though